listener. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor, and I'm the host of this short guide to Sydney. Today, we're chatting to the curator of Future Fashion. It's a free exhibition at the Powerhouse Museum, and it showcases the artistry of four completely different Sydney designers. It's the 30th year of this exhibition, and curator Glynis Jones will tell us more about its history and cultural significance. Before we get into fashion, we're talking about perfect Wagyu pies and passion fruit tarts with Broadsheet's Dan Cunningham. He has the details on Load Pie's second outlet in Circular Quay. Load Pies in Surrey Hills is one of those bakeries that you have to visit early, otherwise they've sold out of everything. It's operated by a team with fine dining credentials, and now there's a second load, a new shop in Circular Quay. Broadsheet's Dan Cunningham has been to have a sticky beak, and I believe you know all about it, Dan. That would be correct. Have you been down there yet? I haven't been down to this new spot where they have costas and a few other openings. Yeah, Malay Chinese takeaway is probably the other big one down there, but... If you if you go down to Rugby Place, so it's basically near, um, kind of not very far from the train station, if you go there at lunch or even before lunch, it is an absolute scene. Like there is hundreds of people down there and it's really cool. There's a really cool energy to it and everyone's just after like a real, a real good lunch and the lines move quickly, I can say with confidence. For anyone listening who hasn't been to Load or doesn't know much about it, can you remind us who's behind it and a bit about their reputation? So you've got Federico Sanolato, who is the chef and owner behind Lumi Dining, um, which is kind of one of Sydney's OG, you know, fine dining institutions. It sort of does Italian-Japanese fusion, but I mean, that's probably selling it a bit short. I think it's far more ambitious than just fusion. And then you have Benji Spencer, who is formerly of Rockpool and Est. And then there's also Lorenzo Labrino, who is the former head chef at Lumi as well. So they take it very seriously, of course. Like they are, they're putting in all of their skills and technique from working in the fine dining industry at large and bringing it into pastries. It's actually crazy how much detail they put into what they're doing, you can taste the difference, right? So that's a huge part of it. These pies are just things of, they're beautiful, right? They're beautiful pies. The Wagyu pie is like, you know, that's a must try pie. If you like like a good meat pie, this is like the meat pie from heaven. It's basically got David Blackmore's Wagyu shin. They've selected the shin exclusively to go into this pie because that's like the best, you know, it's the best tasting. David Blackmore is one of those producers where his his meat's are on the plates of really exclusive venues. Yeah, for sure, including Rockpool. Yeah, so Wagyu Shin, Mushroom, just like a crazy, crazy thing. And then on to sort of sweet stuff, the most popular item uh, that they told us is, is flying out is the, uh, there's a Portuguese tart that is basically infused with passion fruit and there's a salted vanilla caramel glaze which sounds delicious. I haven't tried this one, but I think it's, you know, repeat visit. Uh, this could be the order. Yum. I would, I would break the no dairy rule for that, I think. Yeah, it's worth breaking it for. This second venue is pretty small. It is. So the, the Surrey Hills venue is kind of, a, you know, you can walk in there and it's, it looks like... 
It's like a showroom. It's a showroom. Yeah, 100%. It's like, you know, they're showing, yeah, putting putting stuff on plinths. You could walk in there and expect to find fine dining, like fine jewellery, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so this is not that. It's it's very much primed for like takeaway, much like all of the uh, businesses there. They're all sort of very like grab and go centric. So it's like a window essentially and you just kind of rock up there and you just you just grab whatever's left because, you know, it's mega popular. Are they doing coffee? They're doing coffee. They do five cents coffee. Well, you'll find load pies at Rugby Place in Sydney. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Emma. The Powerhouse Museum has been running an exhibition on Australian fashion designers for 30 years now. Future fashion draws attention to the shifting ideas and sustainable processes embraced by students from four Sydney-based fashion design schools. It includes works from four recent graduates as well, here to tell us more about the exhibition this year is curator Glynis Jones. Hi, Glynis. How are you? Hello. I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. So this exhibition has been going for 30 years, which is huge, really. And it, it showcases recent fashion graduates. Who are the four that you're showcasing this time around? So we have Kate Caldas, who's from Ultimo TAFE. We have Jason Clark, who's from the University of Technology, Sydney. Edwina Harding from the White House Institute of Design and Holly Villagra, who's from Torrens University, which is associated with Billy Blue College of Design. We've had a lot of really cool designers featured before at Powerhouse. So we've had Dion Lee, Tony Matichewski, and you'll have some of those items from Powerhouse Collection as part of this exhibition. Can you tell us who will be part of it? Because it's it's 30th year, I really wanted to, I guess, recognise how significant our, um, you know, our fashion schools are in nurturing all of these wonderful designers. So wanted to put together a group of um, pieces from our collection that are from designers like Dion Lee and Tony Matichewski, also from Alina Tai, who's from Song for the Mute, also, Claire Tregoning from PE Nation, they really show how fantastic our industry is. They're doing, you know, so well in Australia, but also internationally. They have very diverse creative expressions. It's such a testament to our schools that they can nurture and put our students like this who have such an individual language what are the pieces that you feel really resemble Australian fashion at the moment from the collection? <laughs> I think it, it ranges so vastly. So there's romance was born. There's a kind of that, that larrikin element, but they um, collaboration is really big. So collaborating with different artists from different fields. They've got beautiful textiles. So they use, you know, a lot of traditional techniques, whether it's crochet or beading, and they might have the beading done in India. They might have, um, I think Luke's mother does some of the wonderful crochet that's in their work. So all of that handcrafting, but then they use digital printing as well. So that diversity of textile expression. And I think, I think that's a really strong element in Australian design. I mean, if you think back to 1970s and 80s, Jenny Key and Linda Jackson, they were creating all their own textile designs that then went into their garments. And that gives a real strength and a real individuality to their to their garments. How do you choose an item that might enter the powerhouse collection? 
Um, we, I guess there's a couple of ways that they've entered. We might pick an item that we think reflects a significant moment. So more recently we've been collecting uh, garments that were well, accessories really that reflect the COVID pandemic. So there's things like Q were associated with doing um, uniforms for hospital workers and all these wonderful masks that were coming out of different creatives. So um, we've got Neil Grigg masks. He's a milliner usually. He turned to doing masks and they're gorgeous. So that's kind of reflecting uh, what's happening in the world, a social movement or, a, you know, a historical event. But then we're also trying to, I guess, collect the history of Australian fashion. So we're trying to really build up archives of different designers. So we've recently collected like Akira Asagawa, Carla Zampatti. So Future Fashion will have some of that history as part of it. But of course, these four grads will be showcasing what we're going to be wearing in the future. So let's talk about Kate, Jason, Edwina and Holly and what items we might expect to see. So with Jason, he's got this gorgeous kind of sculptural outfits that have been, I guess, very feminine, but they're inspired by his experience of nightclubbing and the ability to create your own identity through the clothing you wear in nightclubs and, and the way that you can experiment with identity. You can kind of hide your identity behind clothing and costume and be more playful in those spaces. So he's kind of very, very inspired by that 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 environment. He uses a lot of um, masking um, and these just uh, complete body covering garments. So you don't know who's who's really within. You can perform whoever you want to be within his clothes. And what about Holly? So Holly was very interested in kind of mashing together the hyper-masculine world of um, American football, gridiron football, with a sort of kind of very feminine style of couture evening wear. So she, you see her pieces, they're kind of lovely sheath dresses and mini dresses with huge bows, but then she's used, you know, that kind of colour blocking that you see in sportswear and the numbers that she's blown up on the garments. So, it's very futuristic athleisure. Yes, that's right. That's that's, And she's kind of gone to the extreme of putting couture and <laughs> athletic together. And uh, yeah, it, it works really beautifully. On the 13th of July, Powerhouse is presenting an evening dedicated to the designers as part of its Powerhouse Late program, which I love. That's kind of a free evening where you can go along to Powerhouse and there'll be usually music and workshops and things. What's happening this time around? So we've got the designers are uh, doing some workshops. So we have Kay Caldas, who's going to be doing a beautiful botanical dyeing workshop on silk. You can learn how to dye your own fabrics. Jason will be doing what um, is kind of in a nightclub scene. You'll be in a nightclub scene doing a drawing workshop with him. Um, some of the schools are coming in to do design workshops so you can learn to design your own garments on kind of little mini models and how to upcycle garments. So it should be a really lovely night. And is it free to check out? 
<laughs> All free. That's fantastic. So Future Fashion opens from June 30 at Powerhouse Ultimo. Thanks, Linus. Thank you. And that's all we have time for today. As always, you can keep up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. A listener production.